It's the M&S Monthly Podcast Show. Michael and Simon will share their best tips and secrets to provide inspiration for fellow entrepreneurs and business leaders. I hope you like the show. Let's get it started. Taking time out of your busy life is essential for your physical, mental and emotional well-being. It allows you to rest, recharge and focus on the things that really matter most to you. Taking time out of your day-to-day life can help reduce stress, increase productivity and give you the energy to take on the challenges ahead. On today's podcast, we will be discussing why taking time out of your busy life is so important, as well as our upcoming trip to Gran Canaria and the perfect opportunity to step away from our laptops and recharge our mind, body, and soul. Tune in to find out why taking time out of your busy life is so important. So welcome, Simon, to the MS Show today. How has your week been? Yeah, stressful. <laughs> ah. No, not really. No, it's been a good week. And I'm re- looking forward to sharing today the thoughts that we are, we are having around rest. Because rest is so important. We're underestimated. And it's something we squeeze in if we have time for. Or, or our body tells us something else and we end up falling over. So it's a good topic. You mentioned squeezing time to rest and relax, Simon. So let me ask you this question. How do you know when the time is right to get away from it all? I think the time is right to get away from it all when you start to get that feeling of unease. You know, you mentioned stress earlier and there's good stress and bad stress. And the good stress gives you adrenaline. It gives you energy and it gives you focus. But when you cross that line into bad stress, then you get this inner inner feeling, don't you? Almost in your heart or in your gut, that a feeling of unease and, and that can manifest itself in terms of a lack of energy. It can affect your sleep um, and maybe only a little bit to start with. But you start to feel this kind of negativity and almost depression, early stages. I'm not I'm not talking about clinical depression. I'm just talking about that feeling that you can have that, you know, you don't feel on top of the world, for example. I think we're prone, more prone nowadays to feel unease due to the fact that we're at home. We're working from home. There's been a huge shift in the way we work. No longer do we get the train, do we get the bus to our workplace. That That's very true, Michael. What we can miss out on a lot when we're working from home is that downtime, that 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 gap, if you like, that intermittent pause where you can reflect on your day, empty your mind of what's happened that day and start to you know, enter into a new phase uh, where you've got the evening with your family or, you know, you can relax or you're you're going out. If you literally step out of your office, your home office, your bedroom, your kitchen, excuse me, wherever you work, then it's difficult, isn't it? Because home and work become inseparable. 
And there isn't that period in which you can separate the two, that period of emptying your mind. Sometimes, you know, walking around the block. Uh, so it's almost like you've left the house or you've left work and now you're walking home can actually be a very good strategy or even jumping in the car, you know, maybe to pop down to Morrison's or something, just something that says I finished my working day. And and now there's that break. I think it's really important. Do you have an office at home or are you working on the kitchen table? Um, I have an office at home. I actually have an office in the garden, you know, like one of these log cabin things, which is fantastic because I can walk to work. It might only be 20 yards, <laughs> but I can walk to work and I can walk home. The challenge is in the winter when like it is now when it's really, really cold. I, I prefer to work, work in the house, you know, it's warmer. And um, therefore, in the winter, it's I find it more difficult to separate the two. So does mixing your uh, home environment with your work environment make it fairly difficult to mentally step away from work? Or are you always thinking about business and work and getting things done? I think as entrepreneurs, a lot of the clients that I speak to, the business never sleeps, does it? We're always thinking about it. We can even take time out and go on holiday and, and the business is still, you know, churning away in our mind. But I think, you know, the there is an important line you've got to draw when you are supposed to be at work and when you're supposed to be relaxing at home and and you're supposed to be present. And sometimes that's hard work to be present when your business is, you know, at the forefront of your mind, but you have to find a way to separate those two. That is difficult when home and work are the same place. And that requires discipline. I find I have to be really disciplined. You know, I have to physically shut the laptop, walk out of the room, close the door behind me and not come back into this room, you know, because that that's merging the two then. If I stay out of the room, then now I'm at home, now I'm in the garden, now I'm with friends, family, etc. Um, I try not to make sure that the laptop comes with me. Do you know what I mean? So that I could be sat on the sofa and be tempted to answer the emails. And even with my phone, I don't look at my emails deliberately on my phone. People have these watches, don't they? I think you've got one, Michael. To be honest, that would drive me nuts because I would be too tempted. I would be seeing the emails pinging on my watch at the dinner table or in the middle of a film or halfway through a conversation with my other half. You know, it, it would be really I would find that personally quite difficult to manage. And therefore, I I don't allow that to invade my space. So just going back to the original question, uh, Simon. How do you know when the right time has come to get away from it all? Yes, I, I think you just you have this knowing that you're tired. You, you're not at your best. Yeah, for, for me anyway, I'm not 100 percent firing all, all four cylinders. I'm finding it hard to find solutions. Um, maybe it's impacting my, on my starting to impact on my sleep. Um, and, you know, I want to have that break. There's a yearning. You get this yearning. You know, I need a break. And it's not just an hour off or an afternoon off. 
I need a break. I need to be somewhere different in a different environment. And that might be skiing. It might be in the sun somewhere. It might just be literally going for a, um, a whole day walk with the dogs along the coast. But it's a change of the environment that's the important thing. And that's what you yearn. That's what I yearn. A couple of months ago, we hear that the Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern, stands down saying she no longer has enough in her tank to do the job. Down in tours and taking trips to unwind, is this how we avoid burnout? Mm, really good question. I, I think as far as uh, Jacinda is concerned, she's definitely making the right decision. I think many leaders, CEOs, prime ministers, whoever they are, they don't. They they feel like they've got to keep going for the sake of the company or the country or whatever. You know, look at past presidents and prime ministers, how they age in the four years that they're in office. It's quite frightening. You see a picture of them going into, you know, the White House or 10 Downing Street at the beginning of their office and four years later, you see a picture of them and they've just aged so much. And I think she's made a very brave decision, but it's the right decision. It's the right decision for her, for her family, for her country. Um, and I hope she's made it soon enough, you know, because maybe she had the telltale signs, but now she's really in a place of difficulty you don't want to it to keep going on so you end up in a clinical situation you want to be in control of yourself and you only we can make the decisions that determine our destiny and those decisions uh often are at the cost or can be at the cost of our health and you and i both know michael that lovely saying i think from jim rowan there's no better wealth than health that's the thing we have to protect more than anything else. And making decisions to come out of something that you feel is impacting on your health, I think is absolutely the, the right decision if you want to avoid burnout. It's an interesting point you make. She made the right decision. You, you saying that, but you don't know the lady. We both don't know the lady. But she made a really important decision. And I actually think those types of decisions are made and built on by our own internal compass where our body reach shouts out to us to say, stop, you're doing enough. You've done enough for a certain period of time. And if you don't stop, I'll take you out. And I'll share a simple story with you. Last week, I had a really busy week. I was at the gym three times. I did a couple of classes. And um, on Tuesday evening, I went to bed feeling fine. Halfway through the night, I was woken up with a really, really tender, sore shoulder. At eight o'clock that morning, I was due to have another workout that I just had to stop. I couldn't do because I had no movement in my left arm. And it's amazing when you have no movement and the pain is excruciating, what you can do. You can't do anything. You can't do the same workout. You can't keep to the same busy schedule. So guess what I did, Simon? 
Hopefully you rested, Michael. I took time out and I rested and I did nothing. And the pain was so much that I slept for three days. It's incredible to think that, you know, your body can give you the clues. It yes. always matters. It depends whether we listen to the clues and take the appropriate action. Absolutely. It's so true. And and what we try to do often is work, work through them. I mean, by the same, uh, with a similar story, I've, as you know, started doing the park run. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very challenging when you first start something like that. And I was getting all sorts of twinges in the back of my leg and what have you. And it, it comes to a point where you have to make that decision. You have to listen to your body. And so my solution to this twinge that kept happening in the back of my leg was just to slow down. I didn't stop. I didn't walk. I kept running, but I slowed down and I eventually walked it off. But I think the danger is for many people is they don't listen to that twinge. They think, oh, this will go. It'll go on its own. And they speed up and they're running and running. And then all of a sudden, twang, you know, and they're lying around in agony because they didn't take that corrective action with with our body and that's an easy analogy when when we're talking about running but you know our body does speak to us when we when we start thinking there's something not quite right here we need to just stop a minute and just be careful we only have this one body it's our it's our vessel for the whole of our life and we've got to look after it it's our home simon and people Mm. think it's the physical home that we live in but actually it's our body, which is more of a home. So we do need to take care of it and look after it and listen to it when it gives you, it gives us the clues to slow down. So I know yeah. you've been in business many years, Simon. What are the things that you do to avoid burning out other than taking trips away from the office? Well, I'll just account um, the story that uh, this quick story, if I may, uh, on Sunday, I go I go to church on Sundays and uh, several months ago, our pastor was talking to us about the importance of rest. He, he said it, it, it's literally right up there as like one of the number one things that should be on your agenda. He said even God on the seventh day down tools and rested. So if God needed to do that, and and he, it wasn't that he needed to do it. He was setting an example for us all. Uh, and therefore, it's so important that we have even even that one day a week, like in the, in the Jewish calendar, it's the Sabbath. And on the Sabbath, if you're Jewish on the Sabbath, you literally do no work at all. You don't. And, and you know, we know that the Jewish people are excellent business people and businesses are, you know, a really important part of their uh, family you know their family businesses they're handed down from generation to generation and they're excellent business people but they rest on the sabbath they don't they don't have a laptop that they open they don't look at their phones they don't answer their emails the sabbath is a complete day of rest and for me what i've learned is that it's so important to have that day out you know and i've decided because this Sunday, our pastor said, I'm going to talk to you all about rest again, because he believed that God had spoken to him and said, no one's listening. 
And we all sat there feeling very uncomfortable thinking, actually, he's right. I've not really done anything about that message. So I've now come back. I've emptied my diaries on Friday. I've put rest day, no emails, no phone messages out of office. And I am going to completely rest on a Friday because when I look back on the 15 years or so that I've been in business, one of the things that I've, I've actually believe I've been quite good at is making sure I've booked into my diary holiday times. I've been, I've been on holiday. I've gone on holiday all over the world. And that's a really important opportunity for rest. You know, but rest needs to be more regular than that. Because I don't know about you, Michael, but when I get on holiday, if I've got a two week holiday, even if I say I've got a one week holiday, the first three days, I'm virtually sleeping the first three days. My body. So you've almost lost that holiday time. Um, You're relaxed and you're relaxing. You can almost feel yourself like a coil. You start to unwind and unwind. And it's a lovely feeling. Um, And so, you know, I want to make sure that I don't have to do that in the future. And I think the, the answer to that is have regular times of rest. Every week, one day a week is enough so that when you get to that two week holiday, you don't lose the first three days. That's a very wise lesson you share, Simon, there. Now, I know next Friday will not probably be a rest day because we're flying to Gran Canaria for a week of rest, relaxation and re-energization. What do you hope to get from Gran Canaria? Yeah, so uh, it's definitely a rest day, Michael, because I will not have my laptop. I will not be answering emails on my phone. I, I'm, I think the key thing for me, and, and this is where people need to, um, where I've needed to understand what rest is. Rest can still be doing the gardening. You know, rest can still be actually doing something. Um, but it's for me, it's rest from the thing that dominates my thinking, which is my business. You know, rest from that business, because otherwise the business is in control of me as opposed to be me being in control of the business. And that's when I can get burnout. But for me, if I go and spend three hours doing the gardening, that's therapeutic. And I am actually resting because I'm not thinking about my business. So jumping on a plane next Friday, I'm going to count as rest because I quite enjoy um, the, the run up to being in the airport having a breakfast and a beer, <laughs> although depending <laughs> depending what time the morning it is, and then a, then a, a sneaky drink on the plane and then arrive on time. And all, the, all that stuff is part of the part of the journey and, and part of the enjoyment of being on holiday. For me, I'm on holiday the moment I arrive at the airport, not at the moment I arrive in the location. Um, yeah, I hope that answers the question. When you get to Grand Canaria, are you a laying on a sun, sun lounger under the sun type of person to get your relaxation? Or do you go on these lengthy cycling trips? Because when you are engaging your body in exercise, you're, it seems to have a benefit of clearing out your mind and allowing the fresh, creative thoughts to come flooding back 
back? Or is that the wrong way to look at it? I think everybody's so different. You know, for some people, rest, their idea of the best holiday ever is take a couple of good books and just lie on the beach and work their way through several books. And they've come back off holiday and they've read three or four books and that's all they kind of wanted from the holiday. That That's fine. Um, you and I are much more active, I think, in the sense that, uh, you know, for me, a, a really great, what I'm really looking forward to when we go to Gran Canaria is the cycling. It's a great island to cycle around. There's a couple of nice mountains to go up, not too horrendous, not like Tenerife, um, but it's interesting and varied and there's a great beach and there's great bars. And And I think it, for me, it won't be a case of just going cycling. It'll be a case of doing lots of things. Where do you think your mind is most creative? and gets into that state of relaxation the quickest because these are the lessons that you've learned and developed over time and it's taken many years to develop these these ideas and thoughts and concepts about how you release the mind from the busyness of your business you know it is all about the mind it is all about our mind our mind determines the health and state of our body and when you can get away from it or when you can get into a different environment it's amazing how much more creative we become for me anyway if i'm going to somewhere like gran canaria i know that the kind of things that are going to happen to me whilst i'm away in the sunshine my brain will start thinking much more positive thoughts it won't be thinking about challenges and problems it will be much more in a mode of solutions and opportunities even if it's thinking about work initially um it will be in a much more positive vein i dream i don't know about you michael but when i go on a holiday i have <laughs> amazing dreams it's almost like my dreams are suppressed when i'm you know working and working and working so I dream more, I get great ideas, things come to me out of like nowhere that I think, wow, that's a really good idea. And I find that I have better conversations. If I'm going with my wife or my children or my friends or yourself, I have better conversations when I'm in a, an environment where I can be more relaxed and that relaxation creates creativity and opens my mind up for for uh, many other different thoughts how often each year do you think it's important to get away and get that time away from the office and away from the busyness well if you look at most companies and, and employees of most companies they tend to get four to five weeks holiday a year don't they I, you know I think in the, in the busyness of the world we live in, that's the minimum. Uh, and I think you should be looking to try and take, if you can, those four weeks away and go away. And, you know, it, I appreciate that in the cost of living crisis, it's not always that easy. But I'm, I met this lady last week. And she'd just come back from holiday and she was saying to me, oh, I've just had the most amazing holiday in Marrakesh. She said, you won't believe how much it costs. And I said, no, tell me, she says, 
£49 for the flight and the accommodation. And I'm like, you have to be joking. She said, oh, yeah, I sought that deal. I found it and I went for it. And it was it was an OK hotel. It wasn't five star, but it was OK. Um, and there were, we needed spending money, but it was quite cheap to eat out. Uh, and, and she's been away for a whole week and probably spent less than two or three hundred pounds. Now, you've really got to find those deals. I appreciate. And, and other holidays might cost a lot more. But I think you go with whatever your budget is, but you try to find a way to maximise your budget and maximise the opportunity for you to rest. Yeah, if you can't afford to get away to Marrakesh for £49, and actually it sounds like it's uh, probably cheaper a week in Marrakesh than is staying in the UK. Well, ironically, it was cheaper that I was going to London the following day and my train ticket to London from Folkestone was a lot more than that. So yes, it's interesting, isn't it? You know, we're, we're living in expensive times, but it's about stretching our budget and, um, and making good use and being sensible. And just making it happen and being aware that um, downing tools, getting away from the office, getting away from uh, your normal environment, whether it's home, work, in the office, or wherever you work, it's so important to down tools, down work, and, and get that space, build that space into your calendar that says, now is the time to relax and get away from things. So obviously, you, you're a lot wiser now, Simon, and you know about these mental trigger points that say, hey, you haven't had a break for a while. It's time to time to take time out. How do you how do you know when that is happening? In order to stay long in the game, and keep yourself motivated until the next break comes along, the next time because these are little mini successes yes. along the way to your overall destination, which is success, whatever that may be. Yes. I, I think it, for me, it's about making sure that I have short, medium and long term goals. Yes. So I have an eye on the long term future. You and I had this conversation the other day about me reaching a certain age, which I'm not going to share with our listeners. <laughs> um, and I want to be on a cruise ship with all my family, all my friends that are doing a nice, you know, like a Caribbean cruise or something like that on my birthday on that particular year and that's a little way off thank goodness um but i've got that in mind already i'm planning that i'm i'm seeing that i'm visualizing it it gives me energy i get excited just thinking about it and then but that's a long way off so in the medium term what what am i doing what am i hoping to do where am i hoping to go uh, and spend time and, and what have you. So, you know, this year's holidays, next year's holidays. And then in the short term, you know, it's about what am I doing next Friday? Because that's my day off day now. That's my rest day now. So what am I going to do on that Friday? And I think it is for us, we don't often have an agenda around rest. It doesn't even feature in our planning. And I would say it's probably one of the most important 
things you could have there, because as you said just then, it's a long game. We are in a marathon, not a sprint, but we're trying to sprint this marathon and we sprint and then we have to sit down on the bench and take our breath and then we sprint again. But it is a marathon and there's a better way of doing it. And that's about having rest as your number one item on your agenda. How do I build this business? How do I look after my family? How do I pay the bills centered around me having the capacity and the capability to do it and making sure that I'm well rested as much as I can be throughout that whole process? That's a great way to end the podcast today, Simon. Um, today's podcast is about the before thinking of going to Gran Canaria. Our next podcast is about the after thoughts of our trip to Gran Canaria. So for our listeners, stay tuned, tune in in a couple of weeks to hear what our trip to Gran Canaria was like and how we felt after taking seven days of downtime and some of the thoughts that came into our minds, which is certainly going to power us up for the next number of years as we continue our journey through our business life. So as we come to an end, Simon, is there anything that you want to add as a lasting thought for our listeners? We didn't talk about how much beer we're going to drink in Gran Canaria. Lots. <laughs> No, I look forward to sharing our escapades with our listeners when we get back. You have been listening to the M&S Monthly Podcast Show with Michael and Simon. If you have enjoyed listening today, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so you never miss an episode. Today's show has been sponsored by www.teameasycrane.co.uk. We help you build your business and grow recurring profits. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Thank you.